The results have confirmed what for many decades racialized communities, particularly the black and indigenous, indigenous communities, have been telling us that they are disproportionately over-policed. This data demonstrates the unfortunate realities of those experiences. As an organization, we have not done enough to ensure that every person in our city receives fair and unbiased policing. And for this, as Chief of Police, and on behalf of the service, I am sorry and I apologize unreservedly. That is Chief of Police James Raymer speaking earlier on today at a press conference. Sam Tekle is an assistant professor in sociology at Toronto Metropolitan University and a member of the group Jane Finch Action Against Poverty. He joins the Kelly Cotrera Show on 640 Toronto. Uh, it's good to have you on, Sam. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. I have to ask, what did you make of the apology? Uh, to be honest, it's like I've seen this show before. It was like a rerun. Right. This could have been 1980s, could have been the 90s, could have been 2000. And honestly, it was uninspiring. Right. Um, I think this was just a repeat performance of every apology. Black folks, racialized folks, indigenous folks, uh, folks who work on the street, folks who are underhoused have heard before. Right. And I, I would posit to say, I bet you nobody feels safer now than they did an hour ago because of the apology. You know, I, I asked to actually put out a call to uh, members of the racialized community to call in. And I know that, you know, we did get a couple but it wasn't, it, it's it's definitely not, the numbers didn't match up with how many people are listening to, to the show. I know that because I've opened up the lines and other subjects. Mm. And I think you could be right. That could be very telling. But um, one of the things that James Raymer said today was legitimacy is tied to public trust. Can you speak to your personal experience with the level of public trust within the black community at, at Jane and Finch where you grew up and how it's yeah. changed from then to now, if at all? For sure, for sure. I'll tell like a quick story. When I was a young community youth worker, like 12, 13 years old, planning a community event. And I remember the police sending like an invite along, asking to come. And I remember elders in the community telling me, well, if you want people to come, don't invite the police, right? To community events because people don't feel safe. And that was what, you know, in like the early nineties. So the, the legitimacy that the chief is talking about in these communities is already lost. It's already gone. So I, I, I don't know what he's referring to, right? So I, I often say that I don't refer to the Toronto police as a service for us, for black folks. It's a force. And that's what their name used to be because that's how they operate in our communities. You know, we're talking about strip searching us at a higher rate, pointing guns at us at a higher rate, killing us at a higher rate. Like this, these are real. And now the stats are coming out. And just another thing about the, the data, you know, Chief Raymer during the apology made it sound like they were so forefront as a, as a force, police force, you know, other than uh, other ones in the world of releasing data, collecting this data. We have to remember, we have to remember, it's so important that the data they're collecting is out of community struggle, protest. It's not because they, they're benevolent, right? They would keep this all under wraps if they could. This is by right. a provincial mandate that came from street protests. So that's important to remember too, yeah? You know, he's saying it's a good start all this data and crunching it when it comes to repairing and enhancing community trust. What I'm hearing from you is the community trust isn't, you can't enhance or repair it if it doesn't exist. So, you know, where do we even start? Because we need, there's inequity. We know that now. The rest of us can look at these numbers and go, okay, well, we might not have friends in the Jane and Finch neighborhood, um, you mm -hmm. know, because we, 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 we don't live there. But, you know, now we have data to, to go, are you kidding me? This is happening to other Canadians? That's just absolutely wrong. So we can join the fight. But if you are saying that the trust is lost, you know, how do you even begin to rebuild? Because I mean, it has yeah, to happen. 
for sure it has to happen. I think there has to be an idea of, you know, communal trust, you know, civic trust and safety and community, but we're living in different cities, right? There are black folks and, and racialized folks who don't have a choice whether police are in their communities, whether police stop them every day on their way to school, on their way to work, whether they get strip searched. Like perhaps, you know, other people live in communities where they call police and police come and yeah. they operate like a service. But we don't operate that way, right? We don't call police because we need different ways of keeping each other safe. So at this point, we cannot trust police to reform themselves because, you know, we'll get another apology next year. We'll, they'll get more resources and more money to try to fix the problem, right? So why don't we pull back on policing, on black communities, on racialized folks, right? Let's do a moratorium. Don't stop any black people for the next five years because that's how drastic we have to be. And we need external pressure from folks like you, from media, from our city politicians and our provincial politicians to place on policing. Policing gets a pass constantly. So we have to think about that. Wow. I, I mean, what you're talking about is very heavy and I'm sure there are more than a few people, you know, just trying to wrap their heads around it. And I think it is good that you're on with us. So if that is uh, the reality in neighborhoods like Jane and Finch and, you know, police back off, is there not a worry that, you know, uh, when they do come at all to serve that, you know, like if there is a moment where that you do need their service, that they're not going to be there for you? Well, I mean, no, because then that what seems we would very do, naive of me to even ask. I hear it coming no, out of my I mouth, mean, but no, no, I, I, I think it's a fair question. I think it's it's a question uh, that comes out of like not understanding the fact that there there's always like community based ways of folks that have always had alternatives to policing. Because we know that when we call the police, if we call the police, if somebody calls the police on us, that we might not survive the interaction. The, you know, the data tells us if a black person is in crisis. And they uh, and they're you know have an interaction with the police. We're twenty times more likely to die than than, sure. a, than a white person. So am I going to call the police, or is that playing Russian roulette with my right. life? Right. So, so you're so saying I, that so that, have that other horse ways, has left right? the stable. So you yeah, other I mean, ways. Yeah, that's the case. Yeah. But, so those uh, other and, ways should be. We, are you suggesting they should be funded more? Yes, outside of policing, right? Yeah. Completely outside and divorced from policing because. We're, we're literally, that's what we're already doing. So what would it mean if, if a city or a province said, you know what, outside of the institution of policing, we're going to pump resources into those kinds of community-based ways of safety, right? At this point, many people in the city, whether they know it or not, call police because they have to, because there's a dearth of choices. There's nothing else to do. And then we take our chances, right? So I think I think we have to acknowledge that that's the case and that the that we can't trust that the police will reform themselves. Do you know of any other like public service body or institution that can get it wrong this many times and still be funded as well as they are? Isn't is, that's to me that's wild, right? And let's think about how policing warps that logic. Sam, I wish I had more time with you. Uh, we were supposed to talk earlier on, and I would have kept you for two segments if I had my way. We had we had difficulty connecting, but I hope that we can uh, further this conversation at a later date. I uh, unfortunately have to hand things over to the uh, next show, but I, I really appreciate you joining us. You've given us, and I think your what you your, your last statement, which was kind of like a rhetorical question, uh, has given us a lot of pause and, and something to gnaw on, um, you know, today as we walk away from the show. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me, for covering this important topic. I really appreciate your uh, you sharing your experience and your insight. Sam Teckley is an assistant professor in sociology at the Toronto Metropolitan University, member of the group Jane and Finch Action Against Poverty.